in elementary. Right. And that's yeah. a good I mean, I remember when I was in high school and we took mm -hmm. and I took Spanish. That was the thing that the teacher always had us doing was saying it and listening to it. Right. That was how we learned foreign languages. So I mean basically we're doing the same thing with ELL students. We're teaching them a foreign language. So that's I agree with you. Conversation is probably a really good element that we need to make sure that, that they can understand and work with. Yeah. Guys yeah. don't all speak at once. <laughs> um. How about you, Sonia? Well, I I focus my goal uh, my goal on reading, uh, especially um, reading in by using Achieve 2000, the computer-based program reading program that I use with all the students. I on Friday I oh before before Thanksgiving I printed out reports. Okay, of how um, about the progress, my students' progress. This students, the report uh, belong to students high, um, high, low intermediate and high beginning uh, learners. So, but my my focus uh, for this for the next semester is my emergent readers. I need to make arrangements with people uh, in Achieve 3000 to lower the difficulty of the pre-test for my emerging readers. Okay. So by May 2021, I expect my emerging readers went up 10 Lexile points. Okay, so you're, you're using the uh, Achieve 3000? Yes. Okay. If they can reach the lowest level, 150 lexiles, I think they will be able, with my help, they will be able to work with this with the lowest level. And, and I appreciate that, but what are you doing with your guys who need to work on listening skills? Well, that's kind of our focus of this group. Yeah, so Achieve 3000 works on five, on five skills. Uh, thinking, speaking, reading, listening, and writing. And all okay. I put, oh, well, the, uh, my students' accounts, they have all full support. So they can also, um, they can activate the speaker, they can listen, they can listen the article. And so this is the listening part. Uh, the uh, speaking is when I when I present the, the article, I present the topic, and I and I ask questions to them. So this is the speaking part. The reading it is it itself in Achieve 3000. The listening and the writing components are also in the in in the activity in the okay. article in Achieve 3000. So I'm trying to target. The five, the five skills, but with emphasis on reading. Okay. But All if right. they have full support, they can reach also the speaker and so many other features that Achieve 2000 has. So, I mean, I realize that we're, you know, we're, we're talking about listening skills and, and I realize it's important to integrate the reading skills as well. Mm -hmm. um, but what kind of goal do you think we can have as a group 
to see it in our all of our students across the board. Well, what do we say about um, in reference to CASAS? I mean, are we able to, um, you know, to talk about having them jump, for example, a level when they're listening in CASAS? I mean, is that something that, I mean, I know CASAS is already a way of quantifying things, but just as a goal yeah. for us. So what, you think we could get them to move up a certain percentage point by the by May? I mean, I don't think May's too bar too. Collectively? Yeah. See they're listening for by the end of May, have our students um, move up one achievement. You think one achievement level is too much by the end of May? If they're sitting at a one, that they move to a two, or if they're sitting at a two, they move to a three? Or is that too big a chunk? Oh, wow. Um, Are you asking? Yeah, I'm asking. Uh, oh, okay. Why not? Why not aim high? Sure. Achieve three thousand about the Lexiles and achieve three thousand. No, Casas. No, I'm talking about Casas scores at this point. Yeah. Because Lexile, the Lexile score, is a reading score. And since our group's focus is on improving their listening skills, we need to be having something that measures their listening skills. And mm -hmm. while it's great to have their Lexiles move up, there's no guarantee that that's improving their listening skills at the same time. It should. I mean, I, and I really believe it should. But it doesn't always work that way. And so if we're going to measure something and we're saying our goal, our ultimate goal is to improve their listening skills then we need to have something that measures their listening skills. And CASAS is pretty much the only instrument we got. So I, I'm just asking, you know, because, you know, there's, there's six levels. All of them have levels, one, two, three, four, five, and six. And their listening scores, they can move up a level. Do you think, what I'm asking is, do you think that's too big of a goal for our students to go, you know, like if they're, they come in, they start as a one, and by May of next year, by next May, they're able to test out as a two. If they can move up one achievement level. In CASAS, we work on levels A, B, and C. A student can make a great progress if a student can take the basic reading skill, the, the basic reading test, and- So you think they can move from A to a B? Mm, it depends on- <laughs> If student yeah. well, I, I, and I realize this is not going to apply to everybody and some some students are not going to make it and it's going to take them longer Maybe but I'm talking group. about in general for the whole group not many no no because it's hard to well, see I know that like at Indian town they have them divided up in, in group level one two three four fives and sixes yes we do the same thing here we have that's what I'm asking can do we think we can move Students who test in and they're the one, two group. Do you think by next May we could get them into the three, four group? That's what I'm trying to ask. I say, I say yes. I say go for it. Well, and, and like I said, if they're three, fours, can they move up to five, sixes? Or if they're a three, do they think, do we think that we can get them to the four? No. no. By May? Well. They're going to be doing a lot of listening before then. I think it's doable. You know. 
Yeah, and just in listening. I'm not talking about reading also. I'm talking about just listening. Right. To move up one level. I mean, not necessarily if they're one, two, that they go to three, four, but they're a one, then by next May, they're a two. (sighs) Generally. I realize it's not going to cover everybody. I understand that. Let's talk about listening, the listening uh, test, in classes, listening test. Uh-huh. For a student to move up from level one to le- from level A to level B, it's very, very difficult. Right. Very difficult. And I'm not using, okay. When you do CASAS, you, mm-hmm. have a, you get a number score, right? Yeah. By that NRS score, it places them in one, two, three, four, five, or six. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, if they're and they're they're they test in as a one when they first come in, and by next May they test out as a two. I realize that may not be moving them from A to B or B to C. I understand all that, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm looking at something that we can that that's an attainable goal for us. Yeah. First of all, I, I really want to see our students make progress. You know, I get to see all the CASA scores. Um, and we've got students in our programs that have taken the same CASAS test 15 or 20 times. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because they never make progress. Mm-hmm. They take the 81, then they take the 82, and then they take the 81, and then they take the 82, and they take the 81, and, you know, they go back and forth, back and forth. And basically, 81, 82 is the same test. It's just different forms because 82 to 80, 81 to 82 really is in progress it's just taking the same test but if they don't show progress then the next time the test sends us back to 81 again and i'm trying to break that cycle of them just spinning their wheels i can't imagine that would be very encouraging to them if they're really making the effort to sit there in the same place and do it over and over and over again that's the reason i'm saying if we could get them even if it's just moving up one NRS level between now and May, I think that would encourage them to get to start getting to making improvements. And I realize that some of this is because some of our students, I'm here, I just want to hang out. (laughs) I just want to visit my friends or do this. And I realize that's gonna happen. I mean, we're dealing with students and even adults like to visit. <laughs> so, well, but I, I want to see them make, I want to, I want for their sake to see them make progress. Um, okay. Um, something I am worried about it is because uh, what you are discussing is something out of ours to, to make progress. Uh, we need to be able to have a students come every single day. And we have a students and is focused in, in doing what he's doing. And I am a, a little bit worried about to use CASAS like uh, the major uh, way We're for just listening. We're already using CASAS as a measure. That's how no, we get yeah. funded. Yes, but the thing is, because uh, sometimes I discuss the same thing with me, Sonia. Okay, I, I set up my class today with a specific lesson for s- certain uh, bench markers, okay? 
And okay. some students come that day and these get uh, the information. And okay, but I can tracking who is coming the uh, one day for one lesson or other lesson. But what I, I, I am trying to uh, figure it out that um, the programs I, I am using it, they have a specific um, test for a specific um, areas or lessons. And right. I, am, I am trying to figure it out how we can use these programs to make some kind of measure uh, if the students, are, because I, I, I think so we need to tie it um the bench with um with the progress of our our students well i, I agree. see so easy however okay ultimately who doe what doe wants to see is improvement on the state mandated test and that's great i mean and, but the thing is hopefully you can apply those same skills to the CASAs if they learned the same skills they need for CASAs in another program, you know, they can see progress in the program, but they still need to be to able to transfer those skills to other areas, and that means taking the CASAs test. Yeah, it, it, we just can't get out of, you know, a, 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 but that's the reason I'm saying, and that's the reason I'm not picking, I'm, and I'm not saying 100%, you know, I want to see 10% of the students move up from level one to level two on the NRS level by May 31st. I don't think that's a big chunk, but that's, I'm not the one in the classrooms, you are. That's the reason I want your input and that's why I want us to work together on this. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. I, I get it, Ella. You know, it doesn't seem like CASAS really, it, it doesn't seem like we're teaching with CASAS in mind, but we really shouldn't be teaching to the test anyway. We want to see them make progress. I want to see them actually learn how to listen and actually use those listening skills to learn. Yeah. How about use CASAS? But uh, that test is... Um, in it's sort of like the final exam, in case of what I'm asking. You know, we're, we're going to give them a test at the end of the year to see if they made progress from the first time they took the test to this time. You know, all of them have all of them CASAs tested. They've got a starting point. Okay, and I realize we use different programs and all that stuff to apply it. But I, all I'm saying is, when we get to May, that we can test them and see if they've made progress in those areas. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, all I'm trying to tell you is that, you know, we've we got no choice but to use CASAS as our final exam anyway. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a state mandated thing. Mm -hmm. And our funding is based on whether they make progress or not. Yeah. DOE has gotten really strict. It used to be they didn't care. They, they kind of let ELL slide. They don't do that no more. Now DOE, that's their big emphasis. Let's, let's see the ELL students make progress. Okay. And so I'm, but I'm not just doing that for that. I really want, I really want our students to succeed. 
No. Uh, you know, I, I don't want them stuck in a rut where they feel like they're just going in circles. Because then they get frustrated and they get bored and then they stop coming. Yeah. Well, let me let me uh, tell you my observations. Um, yeah. Students, I see that students uh, improve their listening skills when they are when they start working and working, and they are exposed to the English language. Right. So when they work in a Hispanic restaurant, their listening skills are the same. But once they work and are exposed to the English language, it's, it's, a, it's a big, big change for yeah, them. Yeah, and I realize that. They need some real life skills to go with it. I, I, you know, I understand hand, that. On the other hand, many students come to our school, they register, they take the pre-test, the pre-class test, and they disappear. They can, they come back the next semester, they do the same thing. They register, they pay, they don't care about paying $30. They take the, the CASAS test, same level, same test, listening and reading, and they disappear again. And this is, this is a pattern for many, many of our students. But, but we're talking about the students that are here on a you know, basically consistent basis that don't have any major learning issues, I guess. Right, Michael, when you say Yeah, I, I, I mean, you I realize we're not going to be able to, to help everybody. I wish we could. I really do. But there, we're going to have some students that are just not going to work. They're going to just, you know, do as little as they have to. Some of them are, are, are really struggling because they have some learning disabilities. And so we've got to make accommodations for those kind of students. But overall, we want to see them move up in the listening skills because I want to encourage them because I feel like if they get a taste of success, it gets them going, you know, I, the, the, the ones I see, and there's a couple of them that come and take the same test. Well, I've done this a million times before. I don't, I need to bother to do this. I don't want to come to school anyway, you know, or I come to school because um, <laughs> I need to prove that I'm taking classes in order to stay in America. Yeah. We get students like that. Um, yeah. Not all of them, and I'm not saying everybody like that, but we do get a couple like that, or they don't want to drop out, you know, they, they want to drop out of high school, but their parents won't let them, and so they're stuck, and they're not making an adult high school, so they get moved into the GED or the CASAS program, and, you know, they're, they're troublemakers. They were troublemakers in the school to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, I understand that we, we deal with a very broad group. Okay, I, I wish we, you know, but, you know, she's got a point. Work experience, giving them some taste. You know, maybe one of the things why we could do to help them learn with listening skills is conduct job interviews with them in English. Help them sit down and set up some people, so maybe a guest to come in and do interviews. <clears throat> Give them some practice at, at presenting themselves and, and speaking and listening. I can hear I'm sorry. you. You got mumbled there. Yeah. Just 
Yeah, for some reason, Mr. Lateman, you're not very clear right this second. Oh, that wasn't me. I don't, that's some, coming from somewhere else. I don't know where that oh, was coming from. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No. We, we couldn't figure out what you were saying. Yeah, I'm no, not no. talking. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like a good idea to me. I mean, yeah. that's the kind of thing that I, 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 I mean, I haven't specifically worked with them on that uh, exercise, but you know, as I said, I work with them on some. But that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad way. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. No, actually, I think uh, since I started to use the, the program ESL Lab and because the ESL Lab have a, some kind of a specific um, conversations, then the students can read about a song specific uh, situations like uh, go to a restaurant, uh, rent uh, apartments, or um, go to the hospital or something. And after that, they have a listening practice. Mm -hmm. And also they have some uh, grammar and other uh, yeah. activities on it. I think so this expose them to this kind of stuff, help them to get some skilling specific. Um, the thing is, not all of them are matching with the uh, CASA's um, a bench. Well, yeah, and I know, and, and, but I'm, I'm taking more along lines of, because even though it doesn't match up with all the map benchmarks in CASA's, mm -hmm. I'm more looking to see that they can move up an NRS grade level. And that doesn't mean they have to match all the benchmarks. It just means they have to show progress. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm more interested in. Um, one of the suggestions I, and I just Don, I just noticed this when I'm kind of looking at the, the, the paperwork I sent out, it talked about doing a, listen to a podcast with identifying, you give them a list of questions to identify things as they listen to a podcast so that works on their listening skills. You know, there, there's a, there's a site called, um, buzzworthy. I'll have to double check, but you can actually create your own podcast. You could even record if, like, if you're giving a discussion in class, record your discussion, upload it as a podcast, and let your students listen to it to get more out of it. Um, I'll find the name of that. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's nothing. Nothing costs you anything. I think it's called Buzzworthy. I don't remember. It's been a while. But yeah, I'll find that and send that out to you if you want, you're interested. It's you know, or you can have them find. But there's all sorts of podcasts out there, and all of them have phones, so they can yes. download a podcast to their phone and listen to it. Yep. You know, they, they don't have to have a computer to do that. Awesome. But I, you know, I just, that just, don't, I mean, I was just kind of glancing as it talked about having them listen to podcasts. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? I have a program where you can actually create your own podcast. Or you can have, you know, there's all sorts of podcasts out there. Um, I don't know about how much you know about Apple, but Apple has a whole, you can go onto iPhone, iTunes and just find thousands upon thousands of podcasts and you can help them hook up with educational or um, career path, career development, but it's good listening skills. 
because then you could you could take the podcast and say, well, here's what I want you to look for. Keep an eye out as you're listening to this podcast. What do you hear? You know, give me some ideas that you got from the podcast about how you might improve in this or how you might do this. I mean, for that matter, you can give them a cake recipe and have them do math from it. So, you know, <laughs> but, you know, there's just, you, you just got to figure out a way to be as creative as we can. Okay. So I'm going to list for our general goal. And I realize this, this is just a general goal for the whole group. Okay. Is by May 31st. Uh, 10 to 20 percent. What do you think? 10, 20 percent, or 20 percent too high of students will see a one NRS level improvement by May 31st. That means if they're a one, they move up to a two. If they're a two, they move up to a three. I'm not. I'm not talking about the whole group. 10 to 20 percent. Does that sound doable? So that's what I'm going to list as our goal. And then, and then we might have to change it. We might get down the road and realize we need to make some changes to it. We can do that too. This this is not set in stone. I'm not going to chisel it on a, on a concrete pad and hand out the tablet like Moses or something. This, this, is, this can be as flexible as we need it to be. Okay. So one of the things I'm going to ask you to do before we come back next time, and I'm not, I realize we're not done yet, but what I want you to do is I want you to look over that ESL, improve their listening skills, and pick one activity and kind of do it with your class and then let us know how it worked for you. Okay. You don't have to do all of them, but just pick one of the activities from that sheet and try it. See how it works and then let us know how it works for you. It would be great if you all didn't pick the same thing, but I can't – I'm not going to tell you which one to use. So if you all do the same thing, we'll – We'll get lots of in-depth details about what you decide, what we decide to do. But go through the list, kind of look, you know, you know, and then like listening with a purpose, trying them to give them a headphone and let them, and they can listen to the news for all that matters. Have them watch, have them listen to CNN and then answer questions. Yep. Anything that builds comprehension makes them listen so they're listening for details. Not just, okay, play something, but listen to it and actually think about what they're saying so that you can write something, you can answer questions. Even if they can't answer in writing, if they just record their answer. You know, okay. Record it and give it back to you. I, I, and however they get it done. You know, the, the idea is to build listening skills. If they can write and you know, even if they have to write their answers in Spanish, at least they're listening in English. To them giving some comprehension skills. Does that make sense? Yes. All right. All right. I feel like I'm doing all the talking. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to make Sonia talk now. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, see anything else you think we might be able to do to help? Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to uh, I'm going to start doing more listening practice from NPR. Is my favorite. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That's my favorite um, news news radio station, and most most uh, news have um, have a, rec a recording. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start using this NPR. It's free, and your students can can access. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, from anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Sure. 
uh, yes, how uh, you are going to record the students. Uh, I, I didn't get that. Well, if you're going to have them record it, they're going to have to have a way to record it. Um, now, if you decide to let them actually have them record their answers by audio, okay, one of the suggestions is you might use that program I was talking about, the buzzword, the uh, um, Ed Puzzle. Ed Puzzle. Or you okay. can use Flipgrid, the better one, because then they can actually record themselves responding to things. Okay. Um, it do, do you want to send uh, the information right at that? Because I'm yeah, not I familiar with these programs. Yeah. Flipgrid, we've talked about before, but um, it's more, I've heard more about it from um, Digital Learning Office than anywhere else because that's their, that's one of their favorite programs. And it, it's actually what's it's on, it's actually on our um, class links. If you go to your class links page, it's right there. It's called Flipgrid. It's a free account. You just join up, and basically, what you do is your students get a. You send them a. Um, what do you call it? You send them a link, basically like a code, and you give them something to respond to, and then they record their response on Flipgrid, and it comes back to you. Mm. Um, you may not want to do that. You may just want to have them write an answer. It doesn't have to be them speaking. It doesn't have to be them. On, I'm just thinking of some of the guys who are struggling with reading and writing, having them write an answer might be a struggle. Yeah, no, I like the, the idea. The only thing is I do not familiar with the program and I wonder if you are very nice and make some kind of... <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I mean, we can even do a PD on it one day if you want. Thank you. It's really easy to do. It really is. It's one of the most basic programs there is. Yes, but you know... <laughs> If you're not familiar with it, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. As a matter of fact, back when the district did all that staff development, um, your lights went out. Yes. <laughs> they took, I had, I had, um, when Johnny was still the custodian, he came in here and put a device on my, um, what'd you call it? So that it won't go out if I'm sitting in the room. Oh, the sensors? And I have to turn it off in order the lights to go off. It doesn't, it doesn't have a motion. The motion sensor is disabled in my room. Oh. Because I got tired of sitting in here and the lights would go out and have to wave my arms around and dance and whatever. And <laughs> get up on the table and sing songs to get it to come back on. So, all right. So I'm exaggerating slightly. But I just got tired of it. I'd be sitting here giving a test and all the lights would go out and waving my arms because the students are sitting in the dark. You know, so he, he disabled the and he can do that in your room. You just need to ask. Just have Sam if he can no, disable I, I, the motion detector. Yeah. It is annoying, especially if you're doing a lecture and your students are your students are working on something. They're all quietly working at their desk, and all of a sudden the lights go out. It's very annoying. <laughs> yeah. No, I am okay. Okay, but that you know, I'll, I'll put something together. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fine. Did you have anything to add, Ella? Something you want to talk and tell us about? Something you've learned maybe that you could help us with? Um, okay. 
For, uh, other thing is um, learn about WH questions. It's something I like a lot in one of the problems I was using because students, when they are listening questions, they don't know, they don't know how to recognize when they need to, uh, what is the difference between yes, no uh, answers and specific answers. And, one of the programs was helping me a lot was Acer Grammar, but right now I am uh, I I only have the the first level. I don't have more. Um, I don't know for some reason the the web is not working anymore. Yeah, but, I noticed that the other day. They, they, we were we were talked about that, and I think we you discussed that with me the other day about. Because I was trying to help you get into it, and I couldn't get in there either. <laughs> yes, and also I like because when they explain how to use WH questions, they also give some kind of guides to how to make the question. The program gives you the answer, and they need to make the the, the questions uh, using the the grammar skills, and okay. they make some kind of after that i i doing groups with them and they need to make questions using what they was learning sort of like a an academic um jeopardy game here's the answer maybe with the question <laughs> maybe and was very very help me a lot and i think so they they um and they are more clear, yes, because they can focus in, in a specific words and what mean the words and what uh, English speaker expect to, to, to listen when they respond. But I don't know how to explain without, no, I get this what is what saying. I learned. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I, I can't explain. I don't know of any other program that does it that way. Um, really don't, but I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to keep looking if I can yeah. find you something. In yes, the meantime, I, I, I guess maybe you, you know, if that's what it does and it works effectively, maybe we can help develop a way to, to give them a directions guide on how to create questions based on what they hear. You know, mm -hmm. That might be a bad way to, might not be a bad way and give them very clear directions on, you know, and that's one of that things that paper says is that make sure they have clear directions on what they want you want them to do. Not just listen for the sake of listening, but listening so that they can apply the knowledge. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, this, this is, this, you guys see the thing in here talking about using TV commercials to teach them listening skills? No. I thought that was kind of interesting, but TV commercials, weather reports, or podcasts as a source for real audio. That might be interesting. <laughs> I'm sure I'm not alone in hearing from people, students and others that have learned, said that they've learned English by watching cartoons. I mean, whatever works. You know, you know yeah. the, the, reality, the reality is that cartoons actually expose them to language use. It's basically. Yep. I wonder what. Do we ever? Do you guys use dialogue in your classes where you have them carry on conversations with each other? You know, so they learn to listen to each other. Oh I, yes. I, I just wonder. I, I would have thought so, but and, you Absolutely. know, I'm not in. I'm not in the classroom anymore, so <laughs> no, I'm asking. Yeah. 
Um, yes, absolutely. I I use a, a small conversations even in my in my classroom. They they learn a, some. Uh, it's like a routine, you know. Right. What do you think about this? Uh, or do you agree or do you disagree with something? Then this is a um, I don't know. It's some kind of um, a basic conversation skills. Then they can develop other other conversations, and yeah. also in in the books they have some kind of very short uh, conversations that they can practice. Well, I, I, the only reason I brought it up is because it talks about the, you know, movies, TV shows, um, podcasts, song yeah. lyrics are the other one that got my attention. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think so. Depending on what genre you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, some of the song lyrics, I don't understand what they're saying, so I get that. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, music. Yeah, because some of the music, you don't really understand what the lyrics are saying. Oh. Some of that may be because I'm an old fart, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah for I hear some of that music, I'm like, what? Yeah. Sometimes they they come with their own music, but sometimes I need to make sure that the music have proper words to right. be exposed in the classroom. Oh yeah. Did you catch that little at the bottom of that page I sent out? That little the little link there about um, listening worksheets for ELL. Did you guys see that? Did you catch that link? Oh. Did you send it? Uh-huh. Oh, no. I didn't have time. Yeah, it's in your email. But it's also, it's that same page I'm getting all this stuff about songs and podcasts and all that stuff. There's a whole, it's called The Busy Teacher. And it's got this whole page of listening um, worksheets for ELL students. Okay. You just follow the link at the bottom of the page, and it's got, you know, like, talking about interest, introductions, mm -hmm. autumn, um, loneliness, you know, and, and on and on and on and on and on. Movie vocabulary. Um, even got a sample lesson worksheet, um, everyday activities. I, I just thought, you know, some of this stuff might be useful. Yeah, so follow that link. And then it comes up to a place called busyteacher.org, and it's just got tons and tons and tons of materials. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Mr. Lambert, it's your turn. Mr. Leitman, why not Lambert? Sorry. Um, no, I have nothing else to add. I mean, I think um, you know this is an excellent thing to do. And to get students to encourage them to do more listening, you know, is, is definitely imperative, especially with the lower levels. Right. Does anybody else have anything else for the good of the cause? All right. So what you're going to do this time, and 
and I'm going to put in what I'm going to do is number one, I'll type up what we talked about and send it out to you like I did. I did send that out last time, right? Okay. I'm going to type that all up and send it out to you. Plus, I'm going to work up like a professional development on um, the podcasting thing and the um, oh, good grief. Like I said, it's too soon after the holiday. My mind does not work it. Flipgrid. So I'll put together a little 15, 20-minute um, PD for Flipgrid, and, and I'll record it and email it out to you. How's that? Thank you. That way you don't, we don't have to meet again. You can just – okay, so let's talk about our next meeting date. End of January, is that okay? That gives you time to apply some of this stuff and actually use – Use one of the the, the um, techniques it talks about on that little sheet I sent out and mm -hmm. see how it works with your class so you can give it back to us. So we'll do like the, the last Monday of, of January. Is that okay? Awesome. Is that all right with everybody? All right. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your help. I appreciate your input and your ideas. Please, if you come up with anything, even though we're not meeting, you see something, hey, Share with the rest of the group, you know, something you find really awesome, you want to tell everybody, write it up and email it to us. You don't have to wait for the group to meet to come up with ideas, okay? That's the whole point is we're trying to help each other. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Michael. All righty, guys. You guys have a great rest of the day. We will talk to you later. I will see you on Tuesday, Mr. Leitman, because I'll be there tomorrow. Okay. Well, you may not see me. I'll be in the testing room, but... I will be at Indian Town tomorrow. Sounds good. All righty, guys. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye.